This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello everyone and welcome back to Happy Human Club. I'm Soph Mosca. I'm the host of this podcast and if you guys want to follow me over on any of my other social media, it's always linked down below in the description of every episode, but it is just at Soph Mosca on every platform except Snapchat is S-O-P-H-E-R-R-R, which if you guys don't follow me over there, I have been so active on Snapchat and I would say I'm probably the most active on there out of any other platform, which is crazy because I just like, it's, it's just crazy. <laughs> like Snapchat, like was never anything that you like posted on. Like I remember when Snapchat came out and it was not at all what it is today. I mean, like kind of, but you could only do it. I think what Snapchats were like five seconds or like three seconds, something like that. And you like couldn't change it. And there was no stories. There was no memories. It was crazy. Like I literally remember the very first version of Snapchat. So funny. And then now that it's like a platform where you like post and interact and like, it's just wild to me seeing that transform. And then like a while ago, like a a few years ago, it was like kind of dead. Like nobody I knew used it for like a year or so. I mean, like it was used, but not like as much as it once was. And then it picked back up and now it's like, I don't even know. Now it's like something completely different than it ever has been. But 
that's totally besides the point. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to welcome you guys into this episode and let you guys know where you can find me on other platforms. Um, I have a lot of exciting things coming up, um, a lot of new life, a lot of changes, and a lot of surprises for you guys as well. So make sure you guys are following along on all of my other platforms to see all the different sides. Because I was actually talking about this to my friend the other night. I was like, it's crazy because all my platforms have like very different sides of my life. Like I don't think TikTok really shows much of my real life. It's kind of just like funny videos, short videos, like nothing. It's not really very me, you know, which is something I actually really want to work on and change. But, um, then there's Instagram, which is also just very much like, I think my stories are more me, but Instagram is just a picture. Like how much can you really capture about your life on Instagram, you know? And then YouTube, like I show so much of my life and that's very much me. And then same with my podcast. Like it's very much me. Um, but it's just funny because every platform, oh, and then Snapchat is like, I feel like where I can actually use my humor. I was also talking about this with my friend where I feel like, like I'm really funny (laughs) in real life, but it doesn't translate to online. Like, I don't know how to be funny, like in front of a camera, but I think on Snapchat, it comes out like my, my personality and my, my humor comes out a little bit more and I don't know, it's just fun, but that's all just to say, make sure you follow me on all my other platforms so that you get a taste of it all and you can see all the different aspects of my life as the next few months bring a lot of change. So anywho, I am really excited for this podcast. I have six pages of podcast notes, you guys. And when I tell you normally I have like maybe one or two, like I don't normally have this much to say, but I want to like kind of preface this episode with how I got to the idea of this episode. So I explained this in a vlog that is going to be coming out relatively soon. You guys will hear this episode before that video goes out, but I was just talking about how I have just been feeling very mm, like uninspired and just sort of like disliked online and nothing crazy. It was just like a shift from like a lot, a lot of positive comments coming in like at an extreme level to it kind of dying down and people not engaging as much. And I think that just came with like, obviously like my name was out there a lot with drama that was going on. And I was like on the side of it where people were like supporting. And so because of that, like naturally I just had like a lot of support coming in. And then as that fizzled out, like I just started to feel like people didn't like what I was posting and everything. And in reality, it was just because, you know, the drama was dying down. People weren't as intrigued by my life and what I was doing and all the drama. And like, it just has fizzled down. And it's not that I, that people don't like me anymore. It's just that like, I'm not as hot of a topic. And that's just like, that just happens. And that's fine. But it was like a weird switch. And it it just sort of like for a while was making me feel like, oh, they don't like my content anymore. They don't like what I post. They don't like me. And it was just making me feel like, why am I even doing this? Like, I just feel like, I, I just feel like I'm doing all this for nothing. And I just felt really uninspired. And I went in a lot more depth in the YouTube video that I'm going to be posting. So make sure you guys watch that video. But I went on Instagram one day because I was like, I think I want to do a podcast episode about 
like reading why you guys follow me and i thought it'd be kind of funny i thought it'd be cute and i thought i could just you know like like i don't know have a vent session or something and so i went on and i did a, a question thing on my story and asked you guys i said why do you follow me and i expected to see like a big mix of things and you know i saw i saw like a good amount of things but I had an overwhelming amount of comments just saying, or replies, just saying that you follow me because I inspire you, because you look up to me, because I keep pushing through adversities in life, because I have shown what it's like to be a strong, independent woman, and because I've shown how to face challenges, and because you are inspired by me, all this stuff. And I was like in tears reading them because here I was thinking like, oh, no one cares, no one likes me, everything I do is for nothing. And then I'm expecting to see like, oh, I followed you during the drama or I followed you because I thought you were pretty, which I saw like some stuff like that, but I expected to see just like mostly stuff like that. And you know, that stuff's more just like surface level. Like, oh, I liked your aesthetic. I, I thought you were pretty, I liked the drama, like all that is like valid reasons why you would follow me, but also like it's just surface level. But for so many of you, like an overwhelming amount, the majority of the answers to be that you're inspired by me, that you look up to me, I was like, what am I doing? Why am I sitting here picking myself apart? Why am I withdrawing from my followers when they look up to me, when they're inspired by me? And I think I just like... I went into it looking for a podcast topic and ended up coming out with like an epiphany that there is a reason for what I do and people do care and people look up to me for whatever reason and I'm honored and it means so much and I just appreciate you all so, so much and like I can't even begin to that was me turning off my vlog camera by the way if you heard a click but um I I also talked about this in my upcoming vlog but I just can't believe how amazing you all are and I just feel so lucky that you guys are my followers like I see the demographic of other people that I work with in the industry and like my followers are just so amazing and so strong and so supportive and I was just like wow like it just made me feel really good and made me just remember why I do what I do and it's for you guys. And so because of that, I was like, scratch this idea. I want to do a podcast episode on things that you guys need like big sister advice on. And that's what we're going to be doing today. So I compiled a list of, let's see, how many do I have? Seven questions. Um, or seven things that you guys needed advice on. And I tried to pick ones that I either saw multiple times or that I feel like are easy to relate to or that a lot of people might be feeling so that a lot of you guys can benefit from this episode. So that's what we're going to be doing today. I'm going to be giving you guys my advice as if I were your big sister, your best friend, your mom, whatever it is. And we're going to chat, we're going to get personal and we're going to we're going to talk about some things today. So let's hop right into it. So the very first thing that somebody needed advice on, which is actually something that I get a lot, like I get a lot of DMs about this. And I think it's obviously because of the situations you guys saw unfold online with my previous relationship. 
and it is how to forgive someone that's not sorry. And first and foremost, it's important to note that forgiveness is a selfish act. I don't mean that forgiving someone is selfish necessarily, but what I mean is that when we forgive people, we don't do it for the other person. We do it for ourselves. So think about it. Like when somebody wrongs us in one way or another, we have the power to either forgive them. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Or not forgive them, right? And whether or not we do comes from within us, within the person who is granting the forgiveness. And like we can tell someone that we forgive them even if we don't like actually forgive them. And we can also forgive someone without telling them we forgive them. It's forgiveness is like, it's entirely internal. Sure, you can verbalize the forgiveness or show through actions that you forgive someone. But at the end of the day, the forgiveness occurred within you before it could reflect outward in any way. And with that being said, you can also forgive someone that isn't sorry. Like it doesn't matter if the person is sorry or not because the forgiveness is coming from, or it doesn't come from them, it comes from you. And I think especially in this scenario, the forgiveness is selfish, meaning it's being done for you. They're not sorry, and so you forgive them for you. Your options are to hold on to the anger or the frustration or the resentment or the longing for an apology and hope that one day they're sorry, or you can choose to forgive them for your own sake, for your own peace of mind, for your own well-being, because at the end of the day, if they're not sorry, they're not sorry. But you can't change that. You can't change how someone else feels. You can't change how someone else thinks. You can't change how someone else acts. But you can change your thoughts, your actions, your feelings by deciding, okay, do I want to hold on to this or do I want to release it and forgive them for myself? Like selfishly, I don't want them to have this power over me. So I'm going to forgive them for me. And I think that's what I did. Like there, there's, it just came to a point where I was just like, I just have to let it go because if I don't, like the resentment, the grudge is holding me back more than any hurt I felt, more than anything they ever did to me. I'm holding myself back now because I'm, I, I have the power to forgive them and just say, you know what? For my own good, I forgive you and move on. Like I have that power 
and especially when someone's not sorry, that is totally in your power to make that selfish decision to forgive them for your own good so that you can move on and not have to live under that umbrella of like waiting and waiting and waiting for an apology that's probably not going to come. Okay, the second thing that you guys needed advice on was how to follow my own path and say fuck it to opinions on it. So this is something that I've had to face many, many times in my life. Uh, transferring colleges a bunch of times, changing majors a bunch of, a bunch of times, deciding to move from New Hampshire to Florida with no solidified plan, choosing to do social media as a full-time career, doing what I want, what makes me happy when thousands, millions of people online are judging me and my choices or telling me this and that or what to do. And here's the thing. People are going to doubt you or judge you or tell you that what you're doing is wrong for one of three reasons. Number one, they're worried about you, your health, your future. So it's coming from a good place, but they're just worried about you. Two, they are unsatisfied in their life and are living vicariously through you. I feel like this is really common with parents, right? And then number three, they're jealous of your success or your mindset or your potential or your drive or something of that nature, right? If anyone is judging you or doubting you or telling you not to do something that you want to do, it is likely for one of those three reasons. Also, like, hate to break it to you, but people are going to have their opinions on what you do no matter what. No matter what, you can never, ever, ever, no matter how hard you try, please everyone. People are going to have opinions on anything and everything you choose to do and be in your life. And guess what? No matter what their opinion is, like, it is still your life and it is your path. I just feel like in life, you are guaranteed one person to be in your life from the very first day you were born until the day you die. And that person is you. You are the only person who knows your thoughts, your wants, your desires, your dreams, what gets you out of bed in the morning. You know better than anyone else on this planet. And that will always be the case. Always. And because of that, you are the only person that you need to impress. You are the only person that you need to please. Because when you're a million years old and you're on your deathbed, you're not going to be thinking like, dang, you know, I should have made my dad happy and been a lawyer or like I shouldn't have dyed my hair blue when I was 16 so that people wouldn't have judged me. Like, no. In fact, if you had cared more about what your dad's opinions were than your own and you did become a lawyer or if you didn't ever dye your hair blue despite wanting to, you'd probably be laying there wondering what your life would have been like if you had done what truly made you happy or if you had followed your dreams and if you had like just said fuck off to other people's opinions. You are only going to regret the things you didn't do. You didn't try. And of course, it's easy for me to say because like, well, actually, I was going to say I've never been on my deathbed, but like I beg to differ. I've been pretty close to it. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, story for another day. 
diagnosis story linked to my hoobie. Um, but I just feel like even just looking back on my life, I don't regret any chances I took, even the ones that failed. I just don't regret them. I regret the ones I didn't take. I regret not doing things sooner when I wanted to do them. Things of that nature. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. No one, like, no one can make everyone happy. And that's just how life is. I actually literally just reposted a quote on my story today. Wait, let me read it to you exactly because it kind of fits with this. It says, stop trying to be liked by everybody. You don't even like everybody. Hello? Like, that is amazing. It is so true. You don't agree with everyone else's path, everyone else's choices, everyone else's dreams. Sometimes even my closest friends, I'm like, what a bizarre dream to have. Like, what a weird life you're aiming for. But that doesn't matter. It's what they want. It's it's what makes them happy. And so my opinion of it doesn't matter and should never change how they feel about their life or their dreams or what they want to do. Do you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Like you have to say fuck off to everyone else's opinions or else you are going to be miserable. No matter what, if they're miserable, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if your dad is unhappy with your choices. It doesn't matter if your mom, your grandpa, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your friend, it doesn't matter if they're unhappy with your decisions or your path not their path like their opinion of it doesn't change whether or not you can choose that path and take that path the next thing that you guys needed advice on is how to deal with body dysmorphia and i think i have kind of an interesting take on this so obviously like i record myself in one way or another pretty much every single day and i have for like three to four years now And throughout those years, I've gone through a lot of body changes. Also, they're doing yard work outside. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry about it. Um, But I've gone through a lot of body changes because I was growing up from a young woman to a fully established woman. (laughs) Like I was a young woman when I started and now I'm like literally almost in my mid-20s. And also was dying from an undiagnosed chronic illness for a while and now i'm recovering back to a healthy weight but on a new medication that causes weight gain and all these things so many different factors have gone into my body changing over the last few years i'll tell you one thing and this is rather embarrassing to admit but it's true and it's not something that i've necessarily wanted to say online or admit online but it it is how i feel and how i felt um there was not one time throughout all of those changes all of those phases, all of those conditions where I was happy with how I looked. And it actually blows my mind because I remember still complaining about my weight, how I looked, and all my insecurities, even when I was quite literally skin and bones because I was dying. And now I look back at pictures of me when I was extremely sick and I see videos where I specifically remember feeling horrible about myself that day. And I'm like, I cannot believe I thought I wasn't small enough. I was dying. I was skin and bones. But at the time, I physically couldn't see that because of body dysmorphia. And Also, like there are so many times when I'm filming a vlog or something and the whole day I'm looking at my body on my camera and I'm like, 
I'm just disgusted with what I see. I hate how I look. I see myself one way. And then a few days later, I go to edit the video and I'm like, wait, I look really good or I look pretty here. And it's like nothing changed except my perspective. <laughs> Literally, it's the same footage I was recording that day. Nothing changed except my perspective. And I guess what I'm trying to get at is your body dysmorphia is lying to you. Always and forever, it is a filthy, dirty, chronic, pathological liar. But the good news is that body dysmorphia is a thought, not a truth. And it will only have as much truth as you give it. And again, obviously easier said than done. But when you get that body dysmorphia voice in your head, you can either believe it and actually literally becomes how you view yourself, like physically how you see yourself, or you can say, okay, yeah, you're being mean. I'm going to stop you right there. You're lying to me. You're trying to make me hate myself because that's your job. And I'm taking my power back because I am healthy. I am alive. I'm a good person, no matter what I look like on the outside. And so screw off. And I'm not letting you have power over my thoughts and how I view myself. Again, obviously easier said than done. But body dysmorphia is a lie. It's a passing thought. It is not a truth. And also body dysmorphia looks so different for everyone. Like some people see themselves in an unhealthy light, but that means different things to a lot of different people and whatever it means for you, it's a lie. And you will physically see yourself looking a different way because of body dysmorphia. But that doesn't mean you look the way your body dysmorphia is trying to tell you you look. Because any thought you have about yourself, let's, let's do this. Let's say this isn't necessarily body dysmorphia, but I'm going to kind of play into it, okay? Maybe you are a woman who you, are, you, just, you identify a lot with femininity and you just always try to be the most feminine, delicate you can be. And you have really dark hair and you're Italian and so you have a good amount of arm hair. And when you look in the mirror, you see this super masculine, not at all precious creature. And you're just like, you hate yourself because you're like, oh, I'm not feminine enough. Like I, I'm covered in body hair everywhere. It's so thick, blah, blah, blah. So that's what you're saying to yourself, right? But that's probably rooted in if I'm not feminine, I'm not beautiful. And if I'm not beautiful, I'm not worthy. Do you see what I'm getting at? Like body dysmorphia is stemmed from a much deeper belief. It's not really the surface level. Uh, this is kind of like, I, I don't really like to use this as an example, but I think this helps it make more sense. Say you personally find being over a certain weight that auto automatically means you're unhealthy and your life is going to end like sooner. Say that's what you, you think. If you look in the mirror and your body dysmorphia is like, oh, you're gaining weight. The, the thought right there is, oh, I'm gaining weight. Like I'm ugly. Ew, I'm disgusting. But 
that's not really what's going on. Deeper down, you're thinking, oh my God, I'm not healthy. Oh my God, my internal organs aren't going to be functioning right. Oh my God, I'm going to die earlier than I should. There's a deeper thought to it. And I think if you can stop yourself whenever you feel those or you hear those thoughts, stop yourself and say, okay, these thoughts are lying to me. What, what is actually going on here? What am I actually thinking? Get to that root cause and then I feel like it's easier to be like, okay, I don't actually think I look horrible right now. I'm just scared that I'm going to have a shortened life. <laughs> and I think it just helps change your perspective. And again, it's just about changing your perspective. And that's how I personally deal with body dysmorphia. Okay, the next thing that you guys needed advice on is how to romanticize your life on a budget. And I chose to answer this question because it was kind of like, (laughs) what's a good word? Like striking to me. Like it took me aback when I read it. In reality, like I'm walking around my complex, same complex I walk around every day, but I'm romanticizing it. And walking my dog doesn't require a budget, but I romanticize it. And another thing I romanticize is my morning coffee. I take my time making my coffee and my breakfast. And I guess it's my whole morning routine that I romanticize because I take my time making my coffee and my breakfast and I make my bed and I brush my hair and I light a candle. And sure, like you need to pay for coffee and the food and the candle. But for the most part, I feel like almost everyone already has that in their house. And the difference between me just making my breakfast and me romanticizing my breakfast is my mindset. 
When I romanticize it, I'm truly present in the moment. I'm listening to the sounds of the eggs cooking. I'm taking extra big sniffs of the coffee brewing. I'm enjoying the silence of the morning, or maybe I'm listening to my favorite music. Romanticizing your life stems from just being present in your life. It's not about the money you can spend. And I think it's important to also consider like, I could be spending thousands of dollars on coffee and workout classes and vacations and designer items and still not be romanticizing my life. Like money and budget does not automatically equal a romantic life, if that makes sense. All right, the next thing that you guys wanted advice on is product recommendations, razors, soaps, perfumes, etc. So things like this, I feel like are very, they're just definitely very subjective, right? What one person loves, another person might hate. But you won't know what works best for you until you try different things. So first and foremost, like I feel like that's my big sister advice is like just because everyone else is liking it or doing it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. I think that's important to remember when it comes to like period products and things like razors and just anything like that. Like it's important to do what it what, what, what works best for you and what you like the best, you know? So let's start with razors. Um, when I started shaving, I always used women's razors because that's just like, it's what my mom used, it's what she bought me. And I just stuck with it for the longest time because it's what I knew, but I'm super prone to razor bumps and ingrown hairs and all that. And I just like never could get a good clean shave. And also it hurt a lot of times because like my skin was just really reactive to those razors. And so a few years ago I started using men's razors and it was a game changer. They are so much more sharp and at the same time, so much more gentle. So I personally use the Gillette skin guard razors. This is not sponsored. Genuinely, that's what I use. (laughs) You guys can see it in my vlogs. Like I've bought those many times before and put them in Target hauls and whatever. Um, Yeah, I get Gillette skin guard razors. You can get them at Target, Walmart, Amazon, kind of wherever. I love them. And also shaving tip, you guys, if you do choose to shave, which by the way, you don't have to shave at all or do any sort of hair removal at all. Um, and also there's so many different hair removals out there. If shaving isn't for you, just like want to note that, but exfoliate before and after shaving with either like a body brush or some sort of like exfoliating body scrub or soap. And also try to use a new razor when you're going to be shaving like more sensitive delicate areas like your bikini line and all things holy um try i know it's like razors are stupid expensive and i don't like it's just kind of impractical to think you can put it on a new razor every time you want to shave your bikini line but it does really help if you're super sensitive and prone to razor bumps and everything take it from me um but yeah gillette skin guard razors is like my my recommendation for you guys. And for soaps, I have like two types of preferences, either high-end soaps that are like annoyingly expensive for no reason, or super simple soaps. So for the high-end soaps, for hand soap, I love um, Aesop and body soap, I love Necessaire. And then for simple soaps, I love a good bar or bottle of Dove soap. Like Dove soap is really great. I mean, like, it's just the best. Honestly, it cleans you so good. It smells so just fresh and clean. I love it. I love a good Dove soap. 
Um, perfumes. You guys know perfumes are my thing. I also have acquired this talent where, because I just have smelled a lot of perfumes and I own a lot of perfumes, I can name perfumes really easily. I also can be like, oh, that's why I sell. And I won't be able to necessarily say like what it is, but I can tell like the brand of a perfume often. I'm really good about guessing, but yeah, I love y'all. And my podcast listeners are like my tried and true. So I will tell you my perfume secret. I have given it before, but I don't often give out my perfume secret, but here it is. Um, so every day I wear Juliet has a gun, not a perfume super dose on my skin. And I layer Gucci Flora, the pink bottle, cause there's a blue one too, the pink bottle on top on my clothes. And let me just say, it is a magnet, a magnet. When I tell you, I get complimented numerous times a day on how I smell every single day. I mean it every single day. However, like I will say that Juliet has a gun is a pheromone perfume. And so that means that like it smells different on everyone. And me and my friends have tested that theory and it does smell very different on them than it does on me. So important to note, but it smells great on me. (laughs) Um, But I also actually, you guys have a little pro tip for perfume. Spray your perfume on your skin kind of immediately after you dry off from the shower because your skin absorbs the smell the most when it's like damp and supple. So pro tip. (laughs) The next thing you guys needed advice on is how do you decide when people in your life deserve your time and energy? And I have a very short, very opinionated opinion on this. Uh, I feel like if somebody feels like they are taking your time and energy, they don't deserve your time and energy. If a person in your life or if upholding a friendship or relationship feels like work, they don't deserve your time and energy. Your time and energy should be spent on people who energize you and make your time so worthwhile. Like point blank period. That is my answer. (laughs) And the final thing that you guys needed advice on, which just by the nature of my content online and my presence online, I get a lot, is advice on WLW relationships and intimacy. I just feel like there is something so incredibly special about WLW relationships and the love and the passion and the support that's built within a healthy <laughs> WLW relationship is it's something that simply cannot be recreated elsewhere in my opinion. I just think that WLW relationships are so gentle and pure and delicate when they're healthy, of course. And maybe that's how all relationships are and I'm just super gay. I don't know. But For me, it is only something I've experienced in WLW relationships. And like, I haven't had that many, but the ones that I've had were long. And so because of that, I definitely consider myself experienced in the WLW dating world. And I just, something that I've learned through dating women and being in relationships with women is that women just want to be loved and told that they're pretty or handsome or whatever they prefer and want to be helped 
and listened to and supported, like genuinely, it is not difficult to be a good partner to a woman. You just need to treat them with respect and empathy and appreciate them and support them and care for them in whatever specific ways they need or that work in your relationship. And I don't know, women are just like the sweetest little creatures and we just want to feel safe and supported and loved and appreciated. And I think it's really important to keep that in mind when you are dating women or like specifically in WLW relationships. And obviously like intimacy is very subjective and personal to each person and each couple. But also because of that, communication is so, 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 so important. Check in with your partner while being intimate and always ask if something you're doing is okay before you do it. Recheck in with them and ask if they like what you're doing or if they prefer something else. Ask them what they want and hopefully they will do the same for you. And that goes like throughout the whole relationship, all parts of a relationship. Like, I don't know, just for me personally, I just feel like I just want to make whatever woman I'm dating just feel comfortable and loved and cherished and supported in all aspects of the relationship, intimacy included. So whatever values you have in your relationship carry that into intimacy and then also on the reverse any values you have during intimacy carry it into all parts of your relationship like I feel like something I've seen happen is couples will you know have that really great intimacy life and be really nice to each other when they're getting it on but then be really mean to each other in real life like going about their day Or maybe couples have like really good communication skills in their day-to-day life, but not so much in intimacy. I think whatever you have in one aspect of your relationship, you should carry through all different aspects of your relationship. And I think that's like really the secret to relationships in general, but especially WLW relationships and intimacy. Well, that is all of the things that I selected that you guys needed advice on. So I really hope that you guys got advice you needed or heard something that motivated you or inspired you, or I don't know, maybe it's just something you needed to hear, but I love you all very much. And everyone go and DM me on Instagram podcast ideas. I feel like I really love to do things that you guys want to hear specifically. So go DM me, tell me what you want to hear. If you want to hear more about something that I talked about in this episode, let me know. Whatever it is, I'm very curious, but I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, and I will talk to you guys so super soon in the next one. Bye!